sometimes I feel like I'm the oxygen between. Wait a minute, this isn't Randy Newman. Peter, what are you doing? What's going on? You'll see. I can't sleep. Cause what if I dream of going back to San Diego? The Dodgers sweat the Padres because they are the superior team. The Padres suck, their fans are trash, their organization is a fucking dumpster fire. <laughs> Can't go back to San Diego. <laughs> Fuck the Padres. Alright you guys, what's going on? Welcome to my Blue Thoughts. That's right, this is my Blue Thoughts. This is the Dodger Podcast hosted by what? Me, comedian, Peter Sirs, uh, Dodger fan, comedian. Um, I'm a lot of things actually. And uh, you know, it's, it's a, it, it is what it is. Here we go. Now we'll really get into this. Sorry. Oh, Big nasty Fuck yeah, bitch. Craig, the Padres got swept in LA. I love it, man. I love this song. I love it. We had to do Randy Newman. I just had to make fun of San Diego. So if you don't know, uh, the first song that I played is a song literally called San Diego. It's by uh, one of my favorite bands of all time, Blink-182. Um, and they will be coming and performing at... Uh, it was called Bank of California. I don't know what the fuck it's called now. <laughs> They just changed it. Like, it just opened, and it's, now it's something else. But they're going to be here next month, and I'm definitely going to go to one of those nights because that's how I fucking roll. Um, welcome to My Blue Thoughts. Like I said, my name is Peter Sirs. I'm a Dodger fan foremost, and I'm also a comedian, and I do this podcast. So if you're new, welcome. If you're returning, what's up, guys? Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, participating on the online discourse. <laughs> Uh, it appears that I, I had a hot take last week, which I didn't really think was going to be a hot take, but, um, yeah, you guys got a real big kick out of me talking about how it was gay to wear another dude's jersey, uh, name on your back if he was younger than you, which, yeah, I, I, I stand by it. <laughs> I said it on my other podcast as well. Um, it is what it is, and I, I know people like to, like, well, you like NSYNC, and it's like, yeah, but those dudes are mostly all older than me, so, yeah, um, <laughs> or they were the same age, and it's just different, I want to be, or I, not want, I wanted to be a pop star, so those guys in that music are always going to have a popular, uh, a very special place in my, in my heart, and, and while we're on the subject, um, <laughs> the, there's this old Chris Rock joke from like I don't know bring the pain whenever that was 95 or whatever um, he says you always gonna have a soft spot for the music that was popular when you started getting laid and that's the era where I started getting laid so that's why I like that music 
Uh, maybe if I had started getting laid earlier, I would have different music that I like. But fucking, I could tell you who my first bang was. I could tell you where it was. It was in my brand new apartment that I had just moved into because um, my parents had gotten evicted from their my, my childhood home. And so I moved out and I got my own place with my buddy Ian and I just went down the line and tried to call all the girls that I knew. And I didn't really have to go that far because I, I started on the A's <laughs> and I got a girl named Alicia to fucking come over. So I don't think she's listening because she's an Angel fan. Um, and also, I don't think, yeah, she's a lesbian now too. So if you're curious about your sexuality, ladies, maybe fuck me or my brother because this girl that my other brother was with for a long time is also a lesbian and my youngest brother's uh, ex-wife uh, is also a lesbian it, it is what it is man I guess the Surge brothers help women decide whether or not they want um, to continue to have sex with men or not I don't know but anyway welcome to there's another hot take you're welcome um, welcome to my blue thoughts like I said um, you know, this is going to be one of those episodes where it's like, I can't take credit. You know, I know that every single uh, executive in the Dodgers front office listens to this podcast. And I know they listen and I know that they understand how I feel about certain things. And I'm pretty sure, uh, about 99% sure that when I give advice via this podcast... They go ahead and, you know, implement it in the game. And that's what happened because since I was pissed and since I sent my buddy a text message about the Dodgers being embarrassing when they fucking had just dropped two out of three against the or three out of four, I'm sorry, against the D-backs and then turned around and lost a series against the Cubs, lost a series against the Mets, and then again lost a series. Oh, they didn't lose again. Yeah, no, they did lose another series. Um, they lost three out of four in Arizona. They lost two out of three against, or they they beat the Giants, but then they lost two out of three again against the Cubs. Two out of three against the Mets, and then they lost three out of four, and then two out of three. So they lost what one, two, three, four series in a row. And I was yeah, I was fucking getting pissed. And I text my buddy Juan. I said this is getting embarrassing. And since then, they have righted the ship. Ten of twelve, uh, nine in a row at home including three sweeps, not one, not two, but three sweeps. They swept the cards, they swept the fills, and as you guys may know, they just swept the Padres, who are now, even though they were favored to win the National League West by all the expert MLB writers who don't listen to this podcast, they are right where they belong, right in the middle of the pack, 19 and 22, because as... Some of those great Yankee teams of the 2000s can tell you sometimes money doesn't always buy championships. And what the Padres have done is, uh, you know, I mean, maybe they'll turn it around because they do have good players, but you can bring in all the good players that you want. You know, you could bring in all the all-stars and whatnot. And, oh, by the way, if you guys hear that little, uh, that, <laughs> I'm outside right now because it's, uh, it's a little hot here, and I said, figure I'd go outside, and also I'm a mushrooms, so I figured it'd be uh, be better if I'd be outside for a while. <laughs> this is the second time I've done this podcast on mushrooms. You're welcome. Um, you know, you could bring in all the talent you want, but they have to play 
as a cohesive unit. And one of the things that I have been stressing and I've talked about on this podcast and whatnot is wanting more grit out of the Dodgers, wanting, you know, someone to kind of be like a little firecracker. And, you know, you look at the Dodgers and you just look at numbers as far as, you know, home runs, batting average, RBI, you know, all the, all those stats that we know. And there really isn't one guy that's head and shoulders above the rest. Although I will say, you know, as a team, Freddie Freeman is fucking leading in just about every offensive category. <laughs> Freeman leads the Dodgers in average. Stolen bases, which I want to talk about that. Why is Freeman leading the team in stolen bases? He's not the fastest guy. I thought... I mean, I, I'm pretty, not pretty sure. Gavin is the fastest guy on the team. You know, back last year, it was probably Trey. And then Gavin and Cody, I don't know who's faster, and I don't want to look it up, but I know they were very close. They were arguing that Gavin was the fastest, but now with them with, with them both gone, or I mean, Gavin's not gone, but he's pretty much done for the year. Um, no, he is done for the year. There's no way he's coming back this year. Um, I mean, maybe, but who knows, right? Mookie's faster than Freddie. You know, Mookie's got one stolen base. Now, he hasn't been on base as much as Freddie, but... So, Freddie leads the Dodgers in average, stolen bases, runs, OBP, which is on-base percentage for those of you newbies, hits, doubles, and one more thing. He also leads them in, in runs. Um, so, it's just... Did I say runs already? Yeah, I said that. Sorry. Um, so, it's just one of those things where we don't need... You know, I talked about it. We don't need a bunch of superstars. Like, it's cool. Like, it, obviously, it, you, if you have a main gate attraction, it puts butts in the seats and all that stuff. But, you know, I look back at, I mean, obviously, 2020, you know, we had we did have a bunch of superstars and we fucking ran away with that thing. Um, but you look back to, like, the 1988 team and there weren't a lot of big numbers. You know, Kurt Gibson was the MVP of that team and he, he had a, a whopping... 292 average with you know 25 home runs like mm, but they won the fucking world series they did have the bulldog who had set a consecutive scoreless innings record and was the best pitcher in baseball cy young and all um but you know we talked about it you know last year you know when the padres embarrassed the dodgers in the playoffs at how you know they you know i i hate to use you know, when, when, when people say, oh, they're not playing with heart, they're not playing, it's like, you know, they, these guys want to fucking win, but sometimes it is nice to see emotion on the field, you know, I, I think that's one of the reasons, you know, why fans, you know, like, you know, a Dustin May, for example, because that motherfucker gets fired up, you know, you see Kershaw, you know, a couple weeks ago getting fired up, like, we want to see that, you know, the Freddie Freemans who, you know, hit home runs and just, you know, just put the bat down and run around and smile. But like, you know, it's like, I mean, it's fine. Like, he's a great guy. I'm sure he's a great dad. I'm sure he's a great husband and great teammate probably. But sometimes we as fans, we want to see that fire. We want to see that grit. We want to see that rookie that's fucking tearing it up because we know that we brought him up in our own farm system. We want to see that guy, you know, I mean, at least as a baseball fan who moves the runners over with runners on first and second, you know, and then ends up leading to a run, you know, we want to see that stuff. And I've, I've said it, you know, I've said it. I've, I'd rather, as long as the Dodgers win the World Series, 
That's all I care about. I could care less if anybody on the Dodgers... I'll, I'll go on record right now. If the Dodgers didn't have one representative on the All-Star team, but won the World Series, I'm fucking good with that. Now, that's not going to happen. You're going to get at least one representative, but I'm good with that because I don't care about individual statistics. And it, 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 it's, it's a crazy thing because if you go back and look at the Dodgers statistically, um, they are, as a team, they're only hitting 226. Where does that rank, you say? They're 26th. <laughs> They're fucking 26 in team average, but, but they are fourth in runs. What? Yeah, they're fourth in runs, they're second in home runs, and they're first in walks. So what does that tell you? Well, it tells you that you got a lot of guys that are willing to pass the baton like we've talked about before as well. You hear them talk about it all the time on you know like if you're watching a game and listening to joe and oral or whoever the fuck else is in the booth because i swear we have a different announcer every night <laughs> between steven nelson and Dontrell willis and jessica mendoza and it's like jesus christ dude like what i know joe's doing fox but it's like come on joe like i love listening to joe and oral and i know joe or oral doesn't really go on the road so it's like that makes it tricky but it's like do we have to change the team every fucking homestand? Every, you know, every every series there's a new there's a new duo in in in, in the booth. It's like oh, and I don't even know if Tim Neverett, my buddy, friend of the podcast, has even been on the air. Like I I don't, you know, sometimes I just watch the game on my phone, you know, or listen on the radio if I'm driving around or whatever. Like to my knowledge, I don't know if he's been on TV this year. He's been on the radio a bunch, but um, but anyway. It's whatever, but, you know, it passed the baton. The Dodgers seem to be a team right now, at least, that is capitalizing on, you know, putting runners on base and then getting that big home run because, like I said, they're up there in home runs. They're second in home runs. Um, you know, so if, you're four, if, if, if your team averages, you're, you're number 26 out of 30, but you're fourth in runs and fourth in RBIs, first in walks and second in home runs, that tells me you're going for the big home run. And that's fine you know that's fine but in the postseason that's the kind of thing that sometimes might but now if you get a big one then it's great right but you got to get runners on base i would like that average to be a little bit higher but at the same time <laughs> they, they 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 have put up a 10 and 2 record you know so it's maybe it's just timely hitting you know they've won nine in a row at home like i said and oh by the way they have the best record in the nl <laughs> Look out. Yeah, best record in the NL. Uh, second best record in MLB right behind the Rays, who are, like, number one in every offensive category. Um, three games up on the D-backs, who, you know, probably coming back down to earth a little bit. You know, maybe feeling that heat from the Dodgers. Like, oh, fuck, we, we, we thought we had it. No, dude, it's a 162-game season. Padres, like I said, seven games behind the Dodgers, below 500. Will they go on a run? I mean, maybe. They're lucky they don't play the Dodgers for a while. <laughs> because we obviously, you know, handled our business against them. And, you know, for all the, you know, <laughs> quote-unquote Padre fans that are out there, 
I think they're singing a little bit of a different tune now. Uh, somebody on the Dodger fan forum that I'm on, which I don't even know why the fuck I'm still on. I don't even, I don't even post my podcast in there anymore. So at this point, it's kind of silly to for me to even be on there. But um, I guess they're on the, and this is the why I don't like the fan forums because like they're on the Padres fan forums, and there's all these screenshots of you know Padre fans saying that there's no leader on that team and they didn't spend their money right they got the wrong guys and this and that and it's like yeah I mean maybe probably you know um and that's that's why I'm a little I'm a little worried about uh you know the Dodgers potentially signing Shohei Otani although I'd love to have him of course like he's a he's a generational talent like he could go down arguably I say arguably as the I mean if, if he continues the trend now he will go down as the best baseball player to ever live which is fucking insane because you know who is the best baseball player to ever live I mean people say Babe Ruth but you know if you translate Babe Ruth to nowadays I don't think he's going to be nearly as successful as he is now and it's different times for sure but he only pitched you know he didn't even pitch that long I think Shohei just now passed him in strikeouts I think you know so obviously Shohei has a ton of you know quite a few more years left of pitching and I know this is my blue thoughts but it's just you know I don't want the Dodgers to sacrifice everything just to sign him you know like if we could get Urias back and then maybe another shortstop. I don't know Gavin Lux will be back next year, and who knows how that looks. But um, maybe a Tim Anderson or something. I mean, I like him. I'm, I'm good with that, and I don't think that's going to cost him. I'd rather have a, a, a Julio Urias and a Tim Anderson than one Shohei Otani and not the rest. But then again, you got to think about if Kershaw is going to be here or not. He might be gone. The Walkers are going to have to. The, the Walkers, the Dodgers are going to have to pay Walker next year. Um, it's it's going to be very interesting to see what they do with their money. But as this team has so far, you know, hopefully they they they're obviously not going to play a, a ten and two clip the rest of the year. Um, but if they just keep winning and keep doing what they're doing, then I think that you know it they have enough of a balance of superstar, but also hungry but also youth and guys that know their role and can go up there and give quality at bats and want it, you know, maybe more so than some other guys. Um, you know, maybe a little fire, like I said, because I like to see that. Um, <laughs> they're looking a lot better than they did two weeks ago. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. And I'm, I'm happy you know, I'm seeing Miguel Vargas taking better swings like we talked about. I think he's finally um, passed his thumb injury. I see uh, I see Gonsolin just fucking coming back. And he's had four starts. And he's basically doing exactly what he's done in his whole career, you know. I know a lot of people, especially like non-Dodger fans, kind of looked at the numbers that he was putting up last year. And said it might have been a fluke, and this and that, but his career ERA is 2.44. I don't know if that's a fluke, man. You know, like, a season, maybe, you know, but at this point, he's been with the Dodgers, you know, since, or uh, up in the big leagues, at least, since 2019. I, uh, I don't know if we can call that a fluke anymore. Like, I think at this point like that's who he is and i was watching 
you know, watching the game on Sunday, I mean, I, I, you know, try to watch all the games, but, you know, my schedule sometimes just doesn't a lot for me to do that. And I'm watching him, and I'm just watching him paint corners and carve and almost like Maddox-like, you know, and I hate to compare him to fucking Greg Maddox, but it's very similar with the way he's, you know, painting the corners and cutting the ball, taking a little bit off, you know, going high, low, in, out, just like, and complete command of all of his pitches, you know, and he's got some, he's got some great movement on his sinker, I mean, a 94 to 95 mile an hour sinker, you know, with cut action is just, and you, you start it on the outside part of the plate, and then it breaks back right over that outside corner to a righty, or, you know, it comes at a lefty and breaks right over the inside part of the, I mean, it's, it's a thing of beauty. And, you know, with Julio and Dustin, you know, kind of heading the rotation, and Julio has had uh, some really good outings the last couple outings. Again, still not, like, completely dominant, but pitching, keeping his team in the game, you know, minimizing the damage, and then Dustin May just coming in and just fucking shoving, and then Kershaw just continuing to be Kershaw right there with six wins leading the team. Um, and then you you throw Gonsolin in there, and so it's like, while we haven't had, you know, Noah kind of break out like he wanted to, and we've had a couple injuries to, you know, to Pepio, um, and uh, who's the fucking, to Michael Grove, you know, but we, you know, we brought up, we brought up Gavin Stone, you know, you've got Bobby Miller hanging out down there, and then, you know, like we talked about, like Walker Bueller might come back and you know the Dodgers are only going to need four starters in the postseason anyway so a a four-man rotation of Dustin May, Tony Gonsolin, Julio Urias and Clayton Kershaw like that's pretty formidable dude like you know everyone wanted to make a big deal about the Mets and their rotation with Verlander and Scherzer and how many games have they pitched in this year combined four you know, if you if you bank all your things on guys in their late 30s and early 40s, uh, you know, I hate to say I told you so, but, you know, yeah, like, did we want the Dodgers to go after some of these guys? Yeah, but, you know, Andrew Friedman keeps proving us right, dude. As much as I get frustrated, you know, I, I mean, I, I really, 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 I can't stress this enough, wanted them to re-sign Trey. And I, now I'm not just trying to. I'm not going to. I don't want to keep harping on it, but I, I, he's just a really electric type of player, and a player that fans really get. Fans love exciting things. Yeah, like the home runs and whatever. Like those are all great. But when you can fucking score from first on a double, or get a triple, or fucking score on a base hit every single time to the outfield, like that's exciting. If you could steal a base. If you could do a dope-ass fucking slide, like, one of the dopest slides ever, like, that shit's exciting, dude. And we don't have that right now, but, you know, they have the best record in the NL. I just wanted the Dodgers to get a shortstop, and I'm still holding out hope that, you know, they go out and get one at the trade deadline because that's really the only thing we're missing at this point. Taylor's done fine up there. You know, Rojas has made some great defensive plays. He just can't hit for shit. Um... But, you know, he got a big double on Sunday, and, you know, it's we don't really need guys, like I said, to all hit 300. Like, if we can just get contribution like we're getting and just timely hitting. Uh, the one thing that does concern me 
is the Dodgers have a lot of strikeouts. <laughs> They're sixth in, in, in MLB in strikeouts, and I think that if you eliminate those strikeouts and just put the ball in play in more, maybe you score even more runs and... You know, maybe you get more guys on base, you get a couple errors, you put more pressure on the defense. You're not helping anybody with a strikeout. You know, that's just that's just what it is. But um, I'm, I'm very happy with the way they've been playing the last couple weeks. They're playing like I hoped they would. You know, I think we went into the off season with a lot of question marks, a lot of reservations. But you know, the old saying goes, right? And Andrew, we trust. Um, Obviously, you know, they, they come out with all the pink stuff on Mother's Day and the pink bats and all that stuff. And it's always really nice um, when the, to see, like, their mothers there and all that stuff. Like, it's really good. Like, I mean, you know, I've talked about it on this podcast a bunch of times. And that's what I kind of wanted to get into for a second. But, um, you know, everyone kind of thinks of our, our pastime and spending father-son time with their dads and you know, maybe even their grandfathers, and I never really had that, you know, with my dad playing baseball with, I mean, he did coach me in Little League, but my mom and my grandma were the ones that took me to Dodger games, like, all through my childhood. My best memories of childhood are of us getting there early, you know, we used to take our picnic, I guess you could still take food in there, you just can't take, like, bottles and whatnot, and everything has to be sealed, but you know, we would take food, you know, it gets expensive, I guess it was expensive then too, <laughs> but, um, you know, just waiting there, hoping to get a home run ball, or a batting practice ball, or an autograph, and like, you know, it, it's, it's really, it really built my love, and then, you know, listening to Ben Scully on the radio, because games weren't all on television back then, like they are now, you know, so, as a child, you know, you really have to paint that picture in your imagination of what's going on and I mean obviously who better to do that than Ben Scully you know and so I, I think all of us you know are are blessed because you know I mean it's only been what 20 years or so I remember the Dodgers uh, initially their games were on prime ticket and then that became like prime sports and then Fox Sports got him for like a second and whatever, but you know, maybe like, I don't know, maybe more than 20 years, like maybe like the year 1999, 2000, I don't know the exact um, then you started being able to see all the games on television but you know, we had to listen to it on the radio you know, you got you got, you got a handful of games on, you know maybe if they were on ESPN, the game of the week got an extra game, Fox game of the week, you know, whatever um I would always get excited when they played like the Braves or the Cubs because then they'd be on TBS or WGN. But sometimes those would get blacked out too, and you're like, "Fuck, man!" <laughs> but you know, m my love for this game, you know, is my mom is the one responsible, and my grandmother. And so, on a Mother's Day weekend, you know, it's just nice to look back and have those great memories of going to games with them. And you know, even you know, my I remember. My brother and I took my grandmother before she died um, to opening day, and then, you know, she passed away, you know, like two months later, but that was the last game we got to take her to, because she spent, you know, the last month or so of her life in, you know, in a hospital, basically, um, 
So it's, it's very special. You know, a lot of guys, like I said, have it, that bond with their dads in baseball. But for me, it's my mom. And I loved my mom. I still, I mean, I still love her. She's, you know, she's not with us anymore. Like, she was the one that, that really put that love of baseball and, most importantly, Dodger baseball in, you know, in my soul. So, you know, if you have a mom and she's still around, you know, hug her. Tell her you love her, you know, because I can't do that, you know, not to bring it down. But, you know, I just, I have great memories of my mom and Dodgers and all that stuff. So, um, with that being said, the Dodgers have taken care of their business. Like I said, they're they're up in the standings. And they, uh, they got the Twins coming into town this week. And the Twins are no slouch. They lead the NL Central. Um... I was fortunate enough to be able to go to Minneapolis last year when the Dodgers played uh, in Minnesota, beautiful ballpark right there in the middle of downtown, but the Dodgers have the Twins coming to town before they then head back on the road, and they've got a big four-game I don't say big, it's just anytime you have a four-game series, that's big, but they're, they're going to be tested because they've got the Twins, like I said, the next three games, um, and then they have the Cards who are not playing well but in st louis they got to travel and you know that's always a thing and then they go right into the storm playing the braves and then the day the, i was going to say the devil rays the rays before they come home and finish the month playing the nationals and then the yankees are coming to town and i'll be gone so fucking a um i mean i've been to dodger stadium when they played the yankees it's fine it's you know the yankees are not playing great either so it's more cool out of just like nostalgia and all but i'd rather not overpay for tickets just because it's the yankees but you know the dodgers have a tough schedule the next few weeks so um hopefully they can keep it up i think they can like i said with gonsolin back at lincoln's rotation and uh with will smith back and everybody you know the, the lineup seems to be working as a cohesive unit and that's all we want is you want them playing as a team you know it's it's a team it's a team game so um, again with that being said uh, if you guys are listening to this um, I will be in Dallas this weekend I got one show and I have a couple but I'm probably not gonna do those um, I'll be at the Dallas Comedy Club Friday uh, what is it the 19th um, and then I'll be back home next week with my uh, with my show at the Ontario Improv. So for those of you guys that are listening, you better fucking come to my show at the Ontario Improv. It's my birthday. I've had a rough year. So you guys better come. Um, it's going to be a great show. I'm really excited. And then uh, little news, but um, I will be... Oh, well, it's not news, but I mean, I guess it is. I'm, I'm starting my own show in Hollywood also. Uh, the first one's going to be Saturday, June 10th at Third Wheel Comedy on Santa Monica. Um, I'm excited about that because I've been wanting to have... I had a show that we thought was going to be like I had I had a venue and then the guy had to have a stroke and the venue closed. So I've been looking for the last you know few months for a show, a place to have a show in Hollywood. And I think I found my spot. So that'll be June 10th at Third Wheel um tickets will go on sale this week and then also i'll be in austin with my buddy rachel wolfson from jackass uh june 2nd and 3rd next month so um so yeah that's what i got coming up big shows anyway if you guys are listening thank you so much if you haven't left a review on apple music or an apple podcast please leave me a review i would really appreciate it um 
And, uh, yeah, I'll see you guys next time on my Blue Thoughts. Not bad for being on Mushrooms, huh? You're welcome. Perfect day.